Okay, here we go again. Episode 4 of What You Saying, which is the official Living Rock Youth podcast. And I think, I think so far it's going okay. Um, this is the fourth episode. All three of them, pretty much every member of youth has listened to it so far. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope you're enjoying it. And as always, we've got a very special guest with us today. And that is the one and only Mr. Richard Jones. Good evening. Welcome, Richard, to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be on the podcast. You are. I was just telling you, Richard is a very highly requested guest, so we're giving the people what they want. <laughs> That's good. To know. <laughs> um, and I just mentioned about the youth listening. I yeah. found out this weekend that we have our first international listener. All right. Nice. Yeah. So we have a listener in France. It, it's cheating a little bit because it's somebody from the UK who's right. over France, but. He sent me a special message to say, I'm listening from France, can you give me a shout out? So, oh, yeah. Mr. Tom Smith from ah. France, he would like a shout out, so there you go. Bonjour. Bonjour. So, I think most people will know who you are, Rich, um, but could you just briefly explain a bit about um, who you are, what you do, and where yeah. you're from, for anybody that's um, has not met you before. Okay, that's fine. So, I'm actually originally from a town in South Wales called Merthyr Tidville. That's where I was born, that's where I grew up, where I spent a lot of my, my life, it's where I went to school and then from there I went to Cardiff to go to university and I studied to be a physiotherapist in Cardiff and then when I qualified to be a physio I moved to Leicester to work at a hospital there and uh, it was when I was in Leicester that I met Sarah who's now my wife and she was part of a church called uh, Rock of Life as it was at the time when we got married mm. I joined Rock of Life and now that's Living Rock Church. Um, I was a Christian from a very young age, so I went to church when I was in Merthyr, I went to church when I was in Cardiff, I went to church when I was in Leicester, and became part of the, the church uh, Rock of Life as well. And then um, just got involved in all sorts of different ways, um, wherever I've been actually, something that my dad's always been very strong on, is just serving wherever you are, doing whatever mm. you can. And then um, being part of Living Rock is where I then became uh, recognised as an elder, in the church, so that was in 2006, so right. 12 years ago, and became full-time, so I left physiotherapy to become a church elder, and then uh, also recognised as a pastor in the church and to the churches as a whole, and uh, so I just love working with my wife, working with all the other elders, all the other people in the church, just to make Living Rock Church the best Which part is. of the ecclesia. <laughs> we can possibly be so so yeah we love it love being where we are i love being part of this this church and um love everybody that i work with and we yeah. have the best youth group we do i didn't ask richard to say that part excellence it is a great youth yeah group. so that's kind of a nutshell i suppose yeah. did you enjoy university i did enjoy university i think um for me personally that's when i found most challenges with regards mm. to my faith and my walk with god that's when things were um that's when I found things the toughest to deal with. Mm. Part of that was the circumstances of where I lived. I lived out of the city for the first year. I didn't have a car. There wasn't really a bus into town. And um, I, d- I didn't get properly joined into the church early on. And then I struggled to sort of find my feet in the church. And mm. that just made me um, a little bit isolated, I suppose. And when you're isolated as a Christian, no matter how strong your faith is, um, mm. it can be really challenging. And I found that for, um, in my own life. Mm. But uh, it's not like I didn't believe in God or I didn't have a faith, but I, but I struggled. And, and then 
for after a few years, I just realised, man, I've really got to get my life sorted. <laughs> and God was really gracious and gave me a real opportunity to just recommit my life to Him. And I just remember how powerful that moment was. And I honestly I remember praying, feeling really <clears throat> uh, repentant, really sorrowful mm. for the fact that I'd wasted a couple of years. Mm. And then I just felt God speak to me really clearly and said, I'm going to bring you forward in your walk with me as if you walked with me um, over the last two years. Really? And that just blew me away. That was just the grace of God where yeah. he He did something in me that I didn't deserve. Mm. And he always does that, but it, it really impacted me that God was so gracious in that. So. Yeah. I'll never forget that moment and uh, yeah and, and so university was good there's lots of things that I learned lots of good things about it but I just would recommend anybody any of you guys go into university find somewhere where there's a great church and when you go there really get yourself plugged in get good relationships with your peers mm. find people who will be like spiritual parents to you because they'll keep you strong and you'll be a great blessing there and, and God will bless that as well mm. so, definitely definitely yeah okay well We've done this with our last, uh, we've had three guests, two episodes, but we like to kick off with some icebreakers. So I've not listened to these podcasts yet. I'm trusting that that is the case. That is the case, right. I assure you. Right. Um, but if you've not listened, that's good because there may be one or two in here <laughs> okay. that we've asked previous people. The first one, very easy. Mm-hmm. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Uh, the last guests have both, well, all of them have had quite specific coffee routines for their day. Okay. Do you have one of those? Uh, just that I have to have a coffee within the first 20 minutes of waking up, <laughs> and then a second coffee within the next 10 after that. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Nothing too specific. <laughs> right. Okay. No, I do, I do like a cup of coffee or yeah. three in the morning just to kind of yeah. get me going. I've got a little mocha pot. Nice. So I make some espresso in the morning that's fresh, add a bit of milk and a bit of hot water to that, and that's me. I can get myself up and awake and moving around, and I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. You you are a man that can wear a shirt like nobody else. <laughs> so the, the next question: Would you rather your shirts were always two sizes too big, mm-hmm. or one size too small? Oh. So I always think that kind of gaping <laughs> bit between buttons, particularly in like around the stomach or the chest area, yeah. I just find that more than mildly offensive, mm. and I don't want it's to be that person. So I guess reluctantly I'd have to go bigger yeah and just trust that every now and again that'll be in fashion and that'll do rather than being out of fashion sometimes and exposing and out of your clothes as parts well. of your booty yeah, yeah it's not good okay uh would you rather be able to travel everywhere first class so that's planes trains obviously not cars no um or never have to pay for your food and drinks at restaurants or cafes i don't even know why that's a question <laughs> Really? Free food, free <laughs> drinks, wherever I go is 100%. Like, put me in economy. Yeah. Um, I'll walk somewhere if I have to, but if it's free, then I'll... I think you'd probably get more value out of the second oh, one. way more. I think. Because yeah. you just go out all the time. Day-to-day well. life would just be... Yeah. Never yeah. have to pay for coffee again. That would be nice. I'd love to go first class, but um, not as much as free food. Not as much as free food, yeah. <laughs> Good call. Um, what is... What is your favourite TV show right now, or what would be one recommendation of a TV show? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I like comedy, and uh, one show that I've loved for a long, long time is The IT Crowd. Oh, uh, really? Um, so I just love the humour, I love the, the dynamics between the three guys, yeah. and um, 
<laughs> between Roy Moss and uh, Jen. So, and I also really, I'm a big fan of Matt Berry, who becomes like the head of the corporation that they work for later down the line. Yeah. So the IT crowd is the sort of program that I'll, I've seen them all, like more than way more than once. But uh, <laughs> if I've got twenty five minutes and I can just sit down and watch something in in yeah. uh, late at night, I'll often dip into that rich pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you, if you could do any job other than what you currently do, and other than physiotherapy, mm-hmm. what would you do? Um, that's a good question. I think. I've always liked the idea of being a writer hmm. um, and either being a journalist of some sort because I would imagine with, a, with journalism and, and particularly if, it's a, if your brief is quite broad you get to meet different people you get to learn about different things hmm. by researching it and, and asking questions and finding things out and I quite like the idea of always having new things to learn hmm. um, I've always loved part of the, the of, my work as a physio and what I love working for the church is meeting people, chatting to them, finding out stuff about them, mm. learning things. So, And I'm generally the one who's asking the questions. Mm. So maybe that would be quite good. Maybe, maybe I make a good interrogator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you probably would. But yeah, a writer, something like that would be quite good fun, I think. Yeah. Okay. Can you... I, I, I've given you a couple of minutes to think about this. If you've not got one, that's okay. But can you give us one story that you can just share on this podcast that is... A little bit embarrassing, hmm. a little bit funny. I I suppose it's two stories in one room. Wow. So when I was in when I was at university, I worked as a wine waiter, and if 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 you could put inverted commas around any job title, wine waiter is definitely it. Cause <laughs> I just basically cleaned glasses and poured pints yeah. and made bad cocktails. <laughs> um, however, part part of the job would be <clears throat> at uh, receptions and things. You know, for for summer ball or um, or things like that, people would come in, and and I'd be there with my tray of Bucks Fizz for mm. people to come in. So there's a room in the Angel Hotel in Cardiff, which is where I worked as a wine waiter, and it's the big entrance room that everybody comes into, and they mill around until they're called into the proper room mm. where all the food and the tables are and where the, the dancing is. So it was in this reception room. Everybody's dressed up to the nines. Everybody's looking great, and I'm walking around with this tray of. Bucks Fizz <laughs> and as I um, somebody asks me for a drink I turn around and my my morning waiting skills are not good and I tipped this whole tray of Bucks oh, Fizz no. down this woman's dress and literally from I think I caught the bottom of her hair shoulders and all <laughs> down this this she just arrived oh, no. in, her, in all of her glory <laughs> and uh, and I poured this uh, full tray of, of, of orange juice and uh, cheap champagne down her and then spent like at least, I don't know, 10 seconds wondering what to do next because I w- wanted a dabber down, but I didn't want to add <laughs> insult to injury. And everybody in that group were surprisingly good about it. We got lots of tea towels and, oh, okay. and we kind of made it work. But that was pretty horrendous. And then in the same room, a little bit later, I was the person who was actually now at the ball. All right. And I was talking to a circle of friends. And as we were chatting, I um, needed to sneeze. So being the polite guy that I am, I turned around to sneeze, but there was another circle of people talking behind me, and I sneezed, this wet sneeze, right oh, down the no. back of this woman, and she was wearing a backless dress. <laughs> and as I sneezed, she sort of like threw her arms out and arched her back. And, went, <laughs> and again, it's like, I 
what are you supposed to do, do, you do and I, again i was thinking do i dab you down probably not <laughs> they're just gonna make it worse i don't think there's any redeeming those sort of situations and i was a bit upset because she didn't say bless you or anything she was really so in that room i basically ruined two women's evenings yeah. right at the beginning of, a, of an event and i um and then had to sort of mingle and be around them for the rest <laughs> of the evening and all the people were <laughs> so those are you know some some slightly i, I have do have others but that'll do for now okay <laughs> And the one final question in this part was was left for you um, by William Lyon and Holly Eagle. Very tinkers, if ever there was one. Yeah, so they've left you a question, which was, um, if you could go running in any one place mm-hmm. with any one person oh, right. for one hour, where would you go and who would you go with and why? Okay. I think if... I could go running with anyone person in any one minute. Okay. So I'm running around North Devon. We just had some time away in North Devon. And it's a place we go to. I've been to almost every year for like the last 15 years. Mm. I love running around there. It's quite hilly, so it's quite hard work. But it's beautiful countryside. It's green. It's fresh. You've got beaches. You've got incredible countryside. And when you start the run and finish the run, you're in North Devon. So that's, that's only good. You know, yeah. there's a cream tea around the corner waiting for you. <laughs> So I would probably run there. I would probably run with, maybe a lot of people might not know this person, but I would run with a guy called Jonathan Davis, who is a centre. He plays um, for the Welsh rugby team. Right. And he plays for the Llanelli Scarlets. <laughs> and he plays at centre. He's number 13. He's called Foxy. Foxy. Yeah. And um, if you see him, girls, if, if, you, want, if you like rugby and you, you like handsome rugby players... Google Jonathan Davis. He's a good-looking guy, <laughs> but he's he's um he's one of the best, most skillful rugby players of the modern game. Mm. He's but he's really really nice bloke, and I'd love to um, chat with him mm. um, and just see what he's like in person and have an opportunity to 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 get to meet him, get to know him a little bit. Mm. Um, and uh, he's the sort of guy where when there was bad snow in Cardiff, he was injured. And uh, he's got a big four by four, and he spent um, a couple of days delivering food and stuff to people who couldn't get out of their houses. Mm. And he took it on himself to go and take all this stuff around to to yes. different people. And he's done lots of other things as well. But he's a class act. He's mm. a great rugby player as well. So I think I'd be quite enjoying our with, yeah. with Jonathan Davis trotting around North Devon. I think he'd probably enjoy it too. Well, you know, he's a human. <laughs> okay, but also I think as well he'd, he'd be fit, but he wouldn't be so fit that I couldn't keep up yeah. with him, and not you know I think he'd probably be fitter than me, but I mean, he'd definitely be fitter than me, <laughs> but um, not so much fitter that I'd be embarrassed because yeah. the temptation would be to go with like a Mo Farah or something, but he'd just wreck you, wouldn't he? Yeah, well you wouldn't really go running with him, no, you'd exactly. be running behind him, just but... find out where he was going and meet him <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> okay, good answer, good answer. Thanks. So, um, before we talk about what you're saying mm. could you um just really briefly share a bit about how you became a christian and how you've um ended up here today i mean you explained a little bit about it earlier okay. obviously, but yeah where it's all started really yeah i mean um people may have heard me talk about this before but i was i wasn't born into a christian family but i grew up in one because my parents and a lot of my family members became christians they got saved when i was very young so I grew up in a, an environment where my parents, my aunties, my uncles, and a lot of my cousins, and then my grandmother later on as well, and then later on again, my grandfather were, were Christians. And so 
I came to faith when I was very young. It was mm. quite simple for me. I grew up in a Christian home, and and I believed when I was. I don't actually, I don't actually remember the moment when I gave my life to mm. Jesus, but I do know that I did that, mm. and I certainly know that I did it because one time I went to a week's Christian camp, and they scared me so much about the rapture that I ended up committing my life to Jesus after every single meeting <laughs> during that whole week in the summer holidays. Just in case. So I'm born again like eight times over there at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but by the way, the rapture's not real. Uh, we'll talk about that another time. But um, yeah, so that that was that was it for me. And then when I was seven, I got baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I remember that. I do remember that really clearly. That was at a Dale's Bible Week. So I was up in Yorkshire. Mm. It was at a Bible Week in 1982 because I'm that old. And um, we're in a tent and... My parents were there and this guy was chatting about speaking in tongues and being filled with the Spirit and they prayed with me and I got filled with the Spirit. And then eventually my parents allowed me to get baptised in water. That was three years later. I was 10 mm. at Gwynbar and Swimming Baths in, in Merthyr <laughs> And so I've been brought up to expect that I can know God for myself. I can follow Jesus in my own right. Mm. That the Holy Spirit is, is the same Holy Spirit that's in me that's in anyone else mm. um, any other uh, person that you might consider to be you know a great speaker or moving healing or really prophetic or whatever it might be and that God wants us to use our hands and our feet and our mouths now to serve him and to mm. serve the church and to help others mm. so that's kind of that's always been built into me not just by my parents not just by my extended family but then by those people that inputted into me particularly in youth like youth leaders that that did that and, and then friends who had the same expectations and, mm. and I just think that's really important is to find those people that will really yeah. encourage you maybe challenge you mm. or definitely challenge you to to not drift yeah because I I make a pretty good drifter like I can get by and do a minimum amount and pass in school like academically I could mm. get the grades that were good enough with not really needing to totally apply myself. Mm. Um, and and the temptation sometimes in life is just to, to do enough to, to be good mm. rather than to do all that you can and yeah. really give yourself to, to whatever it is you're doing and particularly serving God, obviously. So that that kind of, <clears throat> that, that was a foundation in me. And we were expected to share our faith with our friends, to pray for people, to expect that we could contribute in any gathering. Yeah. Then when there was a prayer meeting, um, that it wasn't just for the adults that I was there. You know, that was when I was in my teens, and mm. um, so that that kind of has just been such a really great basis, I suppose, in mm. then every other aspect. <clears throat> when because there's always reasons why you can write yourself off, yeah. and there are always times in your life where you could give yourself to something else and be too busy to get involved in serving in the life of the church. You know, you could be, mm. oh, I'm too busy studying, I'm too busy going to university, I'm too busy getting, starting off in my job, or oh, now I've got this promotion, and yeah. and it goes on and on and on. And it's just saying, no, this is, I need to put myself in. Mm. This matters more. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. yeah. And I think I've just always been really blessed to be, from a very young age, to be part of the churches that we are involved with today. Mm. And um, under the same apostolic care, the same prophetic direction, the same biblical foundations and, and things that I grew up in, I still totally believe now and teach now and, and want to learn more about because there's more that God has for us to come into as well in those mm. things. Yeah, definitely.
Right, I'm actually just going to interrupt the podcast at this point um, because I just need to let you know a couple of things. Firstly, that is the end of part one. I know we don't normally split the episode into two parts, but um, this was actually a little bit longer than we thought it would be, so um, I thought it was a little bit too long to have as just one episode, so we split it into a part one and a part two. We didn't know that we were going to do that when we recorded it, so um, I have literally just had to cut the audio file in half and part two we go straight back into it and Richard shares what he's saying, we tell you who the next guest is and Richard also leaves a very good question for that guest so check out part two. The second thing is I've just been listening back to all of this and every now and then I can hear a little banging noise in the background and you can probably hear it as well so I just thought I'd explain what that is. Richard and Sarah have a pet hamster who at the time of recording this episode was running around in its little bull was running around the house and every now and then it just ran full pelt straight at the door um, and that's what the little banging noise is so I just thought I'd clear that up but anyway check out part two